shake the globe change it why they don't share this who else know this i smell rodents i'ma shake the globe till they feel it why the world make me feel misguided i can't hide it i'ma shake the globe change it why they don't share this who else know this i smell rodents i'ma shake the globe till they feel it what's up everybody this is the misguided podcast we intend to guide you to a better future the purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that we will dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business i hope you enjoy and if you do please rate this podcast and leave a review and now let's get started What's up, everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Jawan. I'm sitting here with Jalen and David of the Black Wealth Renaissance. What's up, guys? Yo, 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 Jawan. What's good, my brother? What's yo, good, what's poppin'? What's poppin', Jawan? Appreciate you for having us on. Yeah, man. Of course, shit. I, it's been a while, man. I've been listening to you guys for a while. One of my homies, uh, one of my other business partners put me on to you guys a while ago. And I just started listening and it was like, oh man, they like you, they young black, black educated brothers trying to uh just help out here. Same, same shit I'm trying to do. So I appreciate you guys. Your guys' episodes are always uh, super entertaining, man. So appreciate it. Appreciate it, my brother. For real. Definitely, definitely glad that you reached out and we could connect with you as well. We love connecting with anybody that's on the same wave, like. Ever since we chopped it up, it's just been all good energy. <laughs> yeah, uh, facts. You, you dropping gems, educating, like helping me, helping each other, like whatever way it is, it's just all good vibes, bro. Like that's why we call it the Black Wolf Renaissance. That's what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. It's that type of energy. Like we, you know how they had the the uh Harlem Renaissance? Not, not even the Harlem Renaissance, bro. The uh the Renaissance era, where mm-hmm. like in you know, Italy and all, all that stuff, the art and the, the light. Oh, the, yeah, the, the yeah. Art yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, like it's just, vibes. Stuff, but it's just for black people when it comes to well yeah like it's a different vibe like we thinking different we moving different and we're gonna see it happen better hey but there you go i like that i like it. it's like it's like a fucking party yeah, yeah, like it. real, <laughs> exactly. it's a party where we 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 leveling up though man we're not yeah doing just like the dumb shit. can i curse yeah yeah oh, oh okay, bro, this is conversation dumb- yeah all right that's about we're not doing like the dumb shit and all of that like we partying but we leveling up at the same time yes, like, we 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 taking it to another level yeah, we still drinking a Henny bottle, but this time we pouring it out and celebrating as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got you, I got you for sure, man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, shit, let's go ahead and dive into it because I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of gems uh, this episode. Um, shit. So, what do you guys do besides the podcast? What do you guys do? Um, and where are you from? Cool. So I pop it off. Uh, my name's David Bellard. I'm originally from Appaloosa, Louisiana. Currently resides in Dallas, Texas. That's what BWR moved here last uh, August. And as far as what we do, uh, we both full-time entrepreneurs. Uh, my space more so is the social media space. I do a lot on the social media marketing, uh, affiliate marketing, um, product sales, digital product sales side, uh, outside of the podcast. That's mostly what I do. And man, just recently I took on like a little extra job at UPS uh-huh. Uh, trying to like, you know, I'm like, man, I'm gonna give me a little extra stream of income. You know, I'm I, I'm not trying to shit on people with nine to fives. I'm gonna go do this, man. I got that first check, bro. 
I'm like, I don't think I could keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah. I could keep doing this shit. Hey, at least you gave it a try. Doing what I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. But, uh, That's yeah. funny. Uh, I'm, I'm Jalen, and I am from Opelousas, Louisiana as well. Uh, and once again, uh, besides the podcast, we, we run Black Wealth Renaissance. Black Wealth Renaissance is a full-time business. Like we got employees under us. So we, we have people that like work for us. I'm also a, a, a notary. So I uh, do notaries also uh, in the process of becoming a loan signing agent right now. Uh, I just got my background check passed. So I just got to take my certification test. It's going to be easy. So um, I also do that. So I run, I'm a loan signing agent, but I also run a signing agency where I deploy people to other uh, notarizations. And uh, on the back end, I do a lot of the uh, podcast editing, the podcast marketing, a lot of the branding, uh, also a lot of the sales with the digital uh, content, uh, email marketing, uh, dabbling all of that. So that's that's, that's, uh, what we do. And we just trying to take this to the next level um, and really just trying to be the best businessmen that we can be. Facts. Yeah. And I do want to just add, I forgot we was talking about it beforehand. I'm all, I'm also owner of a car rental business. Uh, we do the car <laughs> rental business yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Are. And uh, I'm also studying to get my CFP designation right now. I'm trying to learn about wealth on a greater level so I could continue to educate people on a further level. What's a CFP? What, what's CFP? A, a yeah. certified yeah. financial planner. Oh, okay, certified okay. financial planner. So it's a uh, it's a designation held like you know you might see financial advisors they FINRA certified or whatnot, but uh it's just a it's a designation that's held to like a higher standard of care. They held to that fiduciary standard. They really uh looking at looking at somebody's personal financial situation and coming up with a plan for them yeah. to help them reach their goals versus like giving them products or recommending things to them that works in the best interest of you or the company that you work for. That's uh, dope. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know that. That's that's like pretty much like the CFP, that's what it is, right? CFP. They uh mm-hmm. like financial uh, advisors have it. Like you know what I'm talking about like at Northwestern Mutual and stuff. Those people they mm-hmm. they have those certificates, right? That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, shit, man. I love it. Y'all doing a lot. I love it. I I, yeah. I got the same energy. Like I can never, but if you see my board right here, I got like a, a whole wall full of whiteboard and it just has like everything listed out of all the shit I do. And then like the stuff I just, I like planning. You feel me? It has like all yeah. my goals listed out, all the different entrepreneurial stuff, but I fucks with it, bro. And, uh, congrats on the notary stuff, man. You know, I, uh, Shout, you, shout out Tiger, shout out Malik, shout out fucking Andre, all them. Andre, yeah, they definitely yeah. helped us. <laughs> Hell yeah, shout out to all of them guys, man. That's that's my people. Bro, you wanna know something crazy? I ain't told nobody yet, but I'm, I'm gonna say it right here on this episode. Um, But uh, so I took my notary test like maybe like two months ago, right? Um, I, I think I think I even asked you a couple questions. Bro, yeah, I, you did. I remember you DM me. Yeah, I failed it by one fucking question. Damn. One question, bro. So I got 69% out of 70, um, but I ended up taking it again and I'm just waiting on the results. Um, the fucked up part is I failed it by one, but I passed my real estate exam. So like two two weeks ago, I passed the real estate exam and that's way harder and way like it was 150 questions versus 45 questions. So it's sometimes just, Sometimes we get this in our mind too. We, it, we, we Our mind can, can play tricks on us. When sometimes things are too easy, 
Yeah, we'll just take that's it what a I, bit lighter. Yep, I was gonna say like I was like, oh, 45 questions. You know, I ain't gotta do that much studying. I just read the handbook one time and then go take the test, and that's what I did. And you know, shit, shit didn't turn out well. So. And the way it's working right now is once you take a test, you got to wait like a whole month just to hear your results. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I took the test shit in February. Damn. I didn't hear back in, until like April, bro, or, or not April, because not even April yet until uh, earlier in March. So it's just been crazy. But uh, yeah, bro, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent, so I'm happy about that. And then I, I, I'll be getting a notary shit, uh, hopefully, hopefully this month. Give my brother the claps, man. I know it's your <laughs> podcast, but we giving you the claps, my brother. Uh, go ahead, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, so it, it's all it's all good over here, man. I appreciate that. Uh, so shit, I definitely can hear the uh the accent in, in your voice, David, from uh Louisiana. I got some I got some homies in Louisiana who used to play <laughs> ball out there. Um, so how how y'all how y'all meet each other? Y'all y'all are only two fourths of the podcast. Um, how how did you guys meet? Yes, sir. That's crazy. Me and him have been best friends since eighth grade, bro. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we did, I, I ended up moving to a, a small town, Church Point, Louisiana, for my eighth grade year. Uh, and I ended up playing football there. And I took number 50. Well, it was number 50. Yeah. And that he, had been he hated my number, me. That had been my number since, like, peewee football, bro. I had been, <laughs> I've been used, wearing number 50 since I was, like, eight. And I think we was, like, 12. Yeah. And I didn't know. And, like. The coach was just like, bro, you a lineman. It's cool. Like, he a linebacker. Just let him have 50. So I had to change my number. So I really wasn't rocking with dude at first. <laughs> but uh, then, like, my niece was at his house or something like that. Cause yeah, because I had some younger sister. sisters, yeah. And I went get her, and me and him just ended up chopping it up. And, I mean, shit, it been up ever since, bro. We've been friends since, like. That's crazy. Yeah, all the time. Through high school, college. Yeah, and like, then, now we here. Yeah, he found it. You, you moved. To Dallas, they moved back to yeah. Louisiana. And then we ended up linking up whenever I moved back to Louisiana. Uh, and he actually gave me the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, which helped yeah. me uh, transfer, start transforming my mind self, my mindset. Then me and him started a, a wholesaling business together. We were trying oh, to wholesale shit. houses. <laughs> bro, like, that's a whole other story in itself. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, We've like. We've been trying to get it. We've been, like entrepreneurship I, I i feel like it's always been just ingrained in my mm -hmm. blood uh but yeah we started the wholesaling business we ended up getting scammed yeah we didn't so, close no deals y'all yeah like we got close like we got real close but uh, we, we got we scammed got... we lost like thirty five hundred dollars uh trying to close a deal uh and it, 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 that's this that's the story like yeah. sometimes, you started, sometimes you gotta fail sometimes you gotta we fail met to... each other at least that's true but you gotta fail sometimes to like really to you know you gotta fail in order to learn that you you made a mistake because once you fail then it's like okay that motivates mm -hmm. you to do more research you know what i mean so mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's you you could have went two ways after it after wholesaling and you failed at wholesaling and losing your money you could have just quit which i don't know if you guys did you're like fuck that shit i ain't doing this no more or you could have been like all right i did something wrong what can i do for the next step to you know fix this guide, guide me in a better direction right yeah. so but uh yeah, yeah you gotta fail some unfortunately we, we, we could get into that yeah. too bro <laughs> unfortunately we really put it down uh we, <laughs> at the time whenever we was doing wholesaling we was also building bwr and okay. what we noticed was like the time we were taking out because we were still working nine to fives at the time 
Yeah. Like, so basically, I think you was getting off at like six. Yeah, I was getting I, off at like five. Yeah, man. Like, we would, the, we would cold call from like six to eight. We would be yeah. cold calling. But then like BWR really started taking off and it started taking more and more of our time. So we kind of just treated it like, okay, this is a sign. We diverting our energy too many places. Yeah. Let's go ahead and double down on this BWR yeah. thing because it got traction right now. And from there, like, I mean, the growth was explosive. Once there we decided, go. like, okay, we're not going to be trying to do all this at once. We're just going focus on focus this. Focus on this. BWR went from, like, I think at the time it was, like, 20K to, like, 50K in the next month. Then we were, like, continually growing. Just, like, I think we we hit 100K, with like, eight, nine months in. Yeah, like, it, Instagram. Yeah, all our granite growth, too. We ain't, we ain't paid for no ads. It, it wasn't nothing, like. No influence on marketing or anything like that. Straight organic growth. Uh, we learned how to beat the shit out of the algorithm. Uh, so it, it was a good time whenever we, you know, just starting off. Uh, and like you said, just diverting, putting all of our energy into BWR and really just paying attention to what made the most sense for us. Uh, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong sometimes, too. Um, it's okay for you to try things and fail at them. And keep on experimenting until you find something that that'll work. Um, and with us with wholesaling, it's not like we just picked it up and then two months down the line we put it down. Like no, we're we're, we're wholesaling, like six, seven yeah, months, we're wholesaling yeah. for like six seven months. I'm and I mean like getting it out of the mud, putting up bandit signs, yeah. we driving for dollars every weekend, <laughs> like up on garage, yeah, sales. pulling up on garage <laughs> sales, like at every meetup, talking to people, like we were like going hardcore with it. So it's not like we just were like, oh, you know, this is something I'm kind of doing. Like we were really in it, but at the same time, like you said, we, we saw what was giving us more traction and was like, we're going to go with that. Well, shit, since you already dived into it, let's go ahead and, and, and explain how BWR started. Like literally like what I want to know, what was that sit down that you guys had and was like, let's do this. And then I want to know how you guys grew. Like, like, so fast like first of all when did you guys even start what year was it so we started back in october of 2018 october um, 31st october 31st Damn, 2018 yes sir so the way it started uh jared and myself jared kelly and myself we were roommates from college okay uh, jared and me we've been friends since freshman year of college kelly i think since like junior year but um jared was me and him were just talking one day i was at work I think I had just finished listening to a podcast. I want to say it was a Ty Millionaire's podcast. Shout out to Charles. Shout out Charles. Um, he had HBCU Wall Street on there. And they were talking about growing an Instagram page. And like, it, from our previous entrepreneurial endeavors, me, Jared, and Kelly, we tried in college. I think we tried drop shipping. Um, I tried influencer marketing, like building an influencer page, like a football influencer page. Y'all tried Kelly everything. Was, like, I love to hear yeah, this. bro. We, 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 was, we was out there trying, bro. We was, we was trying to dope. make it shake. Cause like <laughs> by junior year, it was funny how the shift happened. Cause like a lot of people, our house was like a party house, bro. People would pull up and like, yeah. I pull up to my house. I couldn't even park cause so many people were there. And then like <laughs> junior year energy just shifted. Like, no, nah, bro, we not on that no more. Like, we got sticky notes on the walls. We got a master plan. We trying to make, trying to make some shit shake. We trying to make it happen. I love it. But uh, Jared and Jared and myself, we were just on the phone, and like I was talking to him after hearing the episode, and the guy was kind of just breaking down how to grow a social media account. I was like, bro, we've been talking about this. Let's just do it. So like he created the account that day, and from that point forward, it was like, okay, 
this is what we're going to do. We're going to make these types of content. We kept it real simple. We're going to do quotes. We're going to do um, this morning motivational thing. And we're going to highlight black entrepreneurs. Keep it simple. Three posts. And we just stay consistent every day. We would highlight different people we thought were doing dope things, um, sharing some motivational stuff for our people, giving little tips and gems on wealth. Like I learned how to make infographics and stuff like that. Learn how to do a couple of those things just so could give people more information. Um, and from there, like people was really just taking on to it. Uh, I think one of the things that really, really helped us grow so fast was the relationships we built with influencers before they got really big. Mm. Um, I want to say like the space that we're in right now, two years ago, it wasn't as big as it's, it is right yeah, now. Like, like two years ago, some of these same people that like, they got a hundred thousand, 200,000 followers. People didn't really know them, but all. they were still doing dope things. And yeah. we saw it and we were just like, Hey, we see you, you doing some amazing stuff. And we like would feature you, we write, do a little nice write up on you and all that. And people really appreciated it. And I think that helped a lot because it helped really build some goodwill um, with pe people of influence. Yeah. And it just really helped our brand continue to grow. I think that was one of the key factors in really, uh, really exploding the brand was those relationships with people because to this day, I mean, these are people that are like in our network. It's it's funny. I can call them up on the phone right now, bro. Like, yeah, it, it, it's funny because whenever we were first starting, like before we decided to make this brand, this page, and all these things with it, we were reaching out to some of these people because we were listening to their podcast. We were seeing, and we wouldn't get no responses because. Yeah. And the, the, at the end of the day, we wasn't really providing any value. value. Yeah. We were just trying to get something from them. Yeah. But then whenever we changed our approach to seeing like, okay, how can I help you out? What can I do to, to make your life easier? By creating BWR, we really created something that provided value to them, not only in giving them recognition, but also giving them exposure to more people. And like from there, I think that really helped. Uh, it just helps a lot, like building those relationships and helping. You're people. speaking straight facts right now, man. I, I wish I had like a bomb bomb drop over here, like like Charlemagne the God over here. You feel me? Uh, but no, nah, give me like, one of those bombs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, man. But uh, nah, I, I be I be preaching the same way. It's like all about how you approach people, and and I want to dive into two different two different ways of, of dissecting that that uh, conversation, but. One is almost like you're investing, right? You so so mm. it's like um, you invested in these social influencers before they became more popular, right? You invested in them because you believed in what they were doing. It's almost mm -hmm. like investing in a stock that you believe will do mm -hmm. good in the future, right? And and over time, you both grew, which made the podcast grew, and not just the podcast, but your brand, Black Wealth Renaissance. You feel me? Um, and, and I think that's super important to realize is that like, it's almost like uh, when A&Rs are trying to find uh, unsigned artists, right? Because they know that if they mm -hmm. can make them blow up, it's a way bigger check than fucking with someone that is probably already, you know, at that point. Exactly. Got a so, Yeah. You got to do the work in, in first. And, and I think that's exactly what you were doing. You were reaching out. You were figuring out what kind of approaches worked best to get these people on the podcast or just get them on the blogs. And I think that's super important because what I've noticed in doing this shit is like, I've always been a network person, right? I love, I love people, love people. I love just talking to random strangers um, and just getting a feel, feel for the vibe. You feel me? But what I, I realized is that 
so I'm a musician, right? I, I make music and it's sometimes it's super hard to get a collab from someone that's like already a little bit above you in, in, in uh, stature, famous mm-hmm. wise, right? And, and trying to reach out is just like, it's always like they look at you like, nah, bro, like you, you can't afford me, right? Or something like that. Like I'm too good for you, right? But with the podcast, I can easily get that person on the podcast, right? It's just, mm-hmm. hey, hey, can you, uh, you know, um, I really like your music, been following you for a long time, been a fan. I'd love to get you on the podcast. They respond in two minutes. I've never had that happen. When I asked for a collab, it's like, wow, you really care about, you know, helping yourself, but not helping someone else. You know what I mean? So that's what I noticed a lot. And, and I think you really, you really hit the nail on that because um, it's, it's all about the approach, man. Like, it really is. Yeah. And like, even to, to take that point further, once again, like you said, helping yourself, like we easily could have got upset that these people didn't DM us or anything like that. Cause there's a lot of people, they get salty when people don't respond to them, but yeah. we didn't take that approach. Like, and what, once we got bigger, once we got to a certain statue, we could have fronted on those people. We could have shitted on those people, but what does that solve? Like, what does that bring for us? Because Facts. I know me, like we come from a place of of positive like vibes and like just a place of abundance. Like mm-hmm. we don't have no type of lack. Like I believe there's enough to for go everybody. around for everybody. Yeah. Like we all can eat. It's this pie is huge. So we could have easily like like got been salty or anything like that. But we was like, nah, like we just we don't have enough value for you right now. But I'll let them in a few months. So we're gonna have that for you. We're gonna, we're gonna have that pack for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Louisiana uh, came out right there. <laughs> um, that, um, now nah, I, I feel it. That absolutely. So I want to. I want to kind of talk about when was the moment and um and, and mention kind of when you came on Jalen or and when everyone else kind of oh, formed okay. t- together. So I came on like right whenever we lost that thirty five hundred. Like yeah. So that was like. <laughs> That was that was like January of uh 2019, like January of 2019. Um, but before that, like, like I said, me and him were wholesaling together. Yeah, so we was always together, like doing stuff. And I would hear them. I put like have inputs and stuff, but it was just like I wasn't like really like just fully like in it. So yeah, but. After that, he was just like, look, bro, let's let's just put our efforts together. Let's do this. Like, let's go yeah. in. And then so that's that's whenever I came on. And, and Kelly uh, joined like the, the month before Jalen. Yeah. So like Jared and I, we uh we had started the page and we were doing our thing. And Kelly had the idea of starting his own because he hadn't he had no knowledge that we had started. When we started BWR, we didn't tell nobody. We didn't yeah. tell nobody it was us. We were just like, hey, let's just do this because one of the things that we experienced. Like whenever we started talking about these things around people, because at mind you, at the same time, financial literacy is a lot more popular now than it was then. Yeah. And the people we were around, they just weren't very receptive to it. They were like, mm. man, shut up with all that shit. Yeah. Like that was how that's the type of energy they was approaching. Yeah, with. yeah. So we was like, okay, we just not gonna publicize it. But then Kelly had the idea of starting his own, and like he had sent some content ideas to me. And I was like, hey, bro. You might as well just do it with us. Like, why, why, why gonna do it over there? Like, we doing the same thing. Yeah. And then he ended up finding like a few video clips and stuff. And then we, that's how we learned video works really well on social media. And like Kelly, adding Kelly and Jalen to the team really like that was part of the level up as well. Yeah. And another thing, another thing that uh took us 
to the next level. We linked up with our girl Bree from uh shout from out, out of Cali, Bree. man. Shout out to Bree. Bree is like goat. the goat. Bree is a, a big plug in the streets if you don't know her. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know who that is. So Bree, Bree from Cali, from from yeah. the, like Bay or something. Uh, yeah, she's from uh, SoCal. She's from, yeah, from, I think like LA. Yeah, huh? she's from SoCal. But uh, Bree, she's like. She hit us up. We started our Twitter uh, around that same time too. So we had the, the Instagram page and then we was like, man, we need a Twitter too. Cause uh, we saw tweets do well and stuff like that. So we started a Twitter and then we just started following random people, like just random people. And this, this one girl, she reaches out in our DM. She's like, yo, I love what y'all doing. I follow y'all Instagram, mm -hmm. but these are some things that I see where y'all going wrong. This is the type of value I can bring to y'all. Like I can help you out. Uh, and this is like, bomb, bomb, bomb. She's like, I can help you with the branding and all of these things. Like I can help it make it look more official. And uh, she found, she we ended up paying her like what? $800 the first month. It was, it was crazy. Cause yeah. I ain't gonna lie. At first we was like, whoa, like, <laughs> I don't know if we can afford this or we should even do this. Cause we didn't even monetize. We, no money we didn't make BWR. no money off of it or nothing yet. But uh, Kelly, up, Kelly actually ended up fronting that money. And uh, Bree, she done, she went crazy with like our branding and everything. She got us right, and that's really when we just started to get a, a lot more traction because yeah. our branding was more was neater. Like I know now, you see on our page like our color scheme and everything. Bro, it's, it's but, like, amazing. Bree is one of the. <laughs> yeah, Bree. Bree helped us get our yeah, mind she, she right really around like the full branding and everything. Yeah, who is this Bree, man? Sweet, I need, uh, I need. I need I need some help from Bree. Her name, her name is by Bree, but she don't she yeah, she don't she, do it no more, man. man. She's uh, she's moving on into like uh yeah she moved she she actually she, has an amazing thing going on right yeah, now uh, called Super tech, Social bro. yeah so uh, one of those LinkedIn bio services um similar to like Linktree if Linktree met Wix where you got more ooh, uh more personal, customization yeah. features a couple different uh ways you can look ooh. at. It. So yeah, she she's on to some amazing things. Much support and love to Bree. I definitely suggest anybody that like they want to consider switching link and bio services. Super social is pressure. Super I use social. it for one of my other pages, and it it works. I'll say it like that. The conversions it there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, Bree, I Bree found super it. low key. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, she. She's super low key though. I ain't gonna lie. She might be mad that we shouted her out. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> oh man. Um, but shit, that's dope. Okay, so so when was like the moment you knew like, yo, this shit is working? Like, like let's just go all in because all right, everyone's on board. When did <laughs> when did you Atlanta? Know? Uh, nah, Dame Dash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot Dame Dash did Wait, what? Yeah, bro. We so one day. <laughs> I think it was like oh in February. I, I lied before that, son. Nip. Oh yeah. Oh hell no. Nah. You before, lying. Before Nip um got got murdered, we found out that Nip followed us. Like, like the day that he died, actually, we found out he followed us. Like we clicked on his profile and we, like we wouldn't even follow Nip, and it said follow back. And I was like, what the fuck? Like you yo, we on to something? No, bro. Like dead ass, bro. <laughs> like, we we on to something here, like. And to to us, that show it made us more hurt when he we lost Nip because it was like, damn, like he was really tapped into this space, like yeah, for him to recognize what we was. And I think at the time we may have had like 20, 30, yeah, about followers. like thirty thousand like, followers. That's crazy. Yeah. And then like, so it was Nip, 
And plus, there was this other video we posted on the page. Dame Dash reposted us. Once again, Brie had us right with the branding. Dame Dash reposted us. You see Black Off Renaissance on that shit and everything. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Dame reposted us. Yeah. We still never got the interview from Dame if you hit us. We need that. We need <laughs> that. That nigga for is real. too busy. <laughs> but it was, it was like, damn, like, we're coming across the radar of all of these people, obviously we on to something. If, mm-hmm. if they see this and they reposting it, they telling they people about it, like it's gotta be some value there. And then to add to that, it was also the people. Like, I don't want to just make it seem like we just oh, see yeah. people following us and like that. It was also a lot of people reaching out to us and just like telling us like, hey, we love what y'all doing. We appreciate what y'all doing for the community. Thank you young brothers for, for educating us in whatever way you can. Thank you for, opening up our mindsets. Thank you for introducing us to these people. Uh, Because of you, I went and bought my first investment property. Because of you, I started learning how to invest in the stock market. Things like that really let us know that we were having an impact on people's lives Um, on top of just like the accolades of seeing different people actually noticing what we were doing, Mm -hmm. different influential people, just everyday people too. Like just seeing the impact, I think that was when we were really like, okay, bro, we got something here. Like we we really got to... And even with like the podcast, so we didn't start the podcast till March of 2019. But once we started the podcast, there's this one brother hit us up from Bermuda. Uh, his name was Body by Bira. I was like, he hit us up on Instagram. He sent us a voice message. He's like, yo, fellas, y'all podcast. I just want y'all to know, like, it's touching people out here in Bermuda, too. I want y'all to know, like, what y'all doing? Don't stop. I'm like, bro. Bermuda, like, <laughs> how you even me, bro? Yeah. <laughs> that's but like, that—that's that solidified it though. It was like, yo, this is bigger than just like us being from Louisiana. We got people actually tapped in from everywhere now. So yeah. it's just like, yo, that, like now, I at that point I felt like we had a duty to uphold. Mm. Mm, mm. I like that. I like that. What? Oh, that might be the title of the episode, nigga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. Uh, cool, cool. So, you know, a lot of people starting business. So the Misguided Podcast, we we really focus on business, right? And business structure. Yes, we mm-hmm. talk about wealth and everything, but we pinpoint business because that's what I know, right? That's what I've started and mm-hmm. that's what they don't teach is business. So um, a lot of people listening, they're, they're either trying to start a business or, or they've started it, but trying to expand it. Um, when and how did you expand using your social media techniques? Like what was working for you? You said you didn't use any Facebook ads or Instagram ads. How'd you grow such a large account? I think you guys are at 475,000. Like that's fucking major. (laughs) You know what I mean? On Instagram. So how'd you grow that? So the, I say the largest driver behind it was hashtags. I will say that like hashtags and finding content that was targeted to our niche. Um, One thing that we really, really focused on was focusing on creating a perspective and like a a brand identity, brand voice, so that people really understood that like what we represented. Uh, If you notice on our Instagram page, the bio has never changed. It's been the same thing. Our goal is to normalize black wealth and share helpful tools and resources that we think will be useful for attaining and maintaining uh, generational wealth. I love it. Like that's, that's our mission. So I think staying true to that and just making sure that whatever your content is aligns with whatever your mission is. Mm. And I want to say the the thing with the hashtags, like 
that hashtag piece was really what drew, drove it for us. Um, so like I've been in the lab, but I'm kind of nice with the hashtags on the cool. Talk your shit. Yeah, man. I'm kind of nice with the hashtags on the cool. It's a couple people that stole a few sets of my hashtags and they ran it. They still using them to the day. Yeah, they still be using them. But like, uh, so like with hashtags, for anybody that's unfamiliar with how it works, there's basically like the search engine of social media. Mm-hmm. So like, whenever you're selecting certain hashtags, you should be thinking about what type of person is looking in these hashtags, right? Is this the person that's a part of your audience? Is this something that they're interested in? Is this something that would draw them to this content? Um, And looking at the volume of those hashtags, kind of like how you're talking about stock market, like if it's a really, really large uh, hashtag, that means there's a lot of competition there. Like you don't want to be in just all large hashtags. You need to find some niche ones too. So I think that was one of the things that really helped. Like we pointed out some really niche hashtags, even like going off the back of other people's movement, like um, Black Wall Street, they had their own hashtag, right? But it was a page that was similar to us, similar to the mission that we had. Now we different, but they already got a movement going. They already got this hashtag. So using hashtags like that, using hashtags that relate to what we're talking about, generational wealth, personal finance, um, black success, black wealth achievers and like all these different mix of hashtags. I always like to, uh, to recommend like people, you don't need to use all 30, but if you're going to use all 30, keep it to where like you only use maybe five or six of the really, really big ones. That's mm-hmm. like more than a million people in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep like 10 of them for the, the range between like 50 K and like under a million posts. And then everything under 50K would be like your, your rest of your hashtags just so that you can get a, a nice mix and a nice exposure. Um, but that was the that was one of the biggest drivers, I feel like. That, the use of videos, uh, we uh, we leverage celebrities a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways that we created a perspective the way we did, and I think one of the reasons it took on so well was because we presented a different side of hip-hop. Whereas people wanted to talk more so about, about the cars and yeah. the women, the flashy shit, the beef, everything. Yeah, all that's that other going shit. On. We wanted to highlight the the business acumen of these people, the conversations around financial literacy, the conversations around wealth building. Um, so we really curated like a perspective of these people and started helping people see these people in a different light. And then we doubled down with our own original content, where it's like now we're not just showing you celebrities, we're also interviewing everyday people. Um, and sharing their stories as well. People really, really, they took on to that. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your guys' page right now. I, I think, uh, and I was gonna say, uh, uh, I don't, I don't see as many hashtags now. What, what, what happened? I, I, I see some posts, but some posts you keep it limited. Y'all too good now? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, 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 no man. We, uh, the algorithm yeah. changes. Yeah, and we got shadow ban, bro. Yeah, so for. Yeah. Anybody that's unfamiliar with shadow ban, shadow ban is whenever Instagram will, they'll like say you on some spammer type shit uh-huh. and they'll block you from using certain hashtags. Uh-huh. But whenever they mm-hmm. do that, if you use the hashtag, it limits the reach of your shit like a lot, like uh-huh. significantly. And we got shadow ban like four or five different times. So I think we stopped using hashtags on BWR consistently like what? Almost like last year. Yeah. Sometime last year we stopped using them um, just because we kept getting shadow banned. We didn't know which ones were broken. 
And if you do, if you suggest you may be shadow banned, I mean, you suspect you may be shadow banned, uh, if you're listening to this, go through your hashtag sets and click on each hashtag. And if you click on it and it's like- Go to recent. Yeah, it, it don't, it- uh, If you it, click on it and you go to recent and you don't see the post that you posted in that recent, you shadow banned. Yeah. Mm, damn. Okay, okay. That's a gem right there. I didn't even know about that. I heard you guys talk about shadow banning on, on one of the episodes, but I was still kind of confused after. So I'm glad you uh cl- clarified that. Definitely. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, Insta- Instagram be on some whole shit, man. Bro, I hate their Insta- I hate their algorithm now. Like I like, oh man, when it changed, uh, I don't know when it changed, but like before the pandemic or whatever, it was like it was huge on my account. It had a huge effect. So, yeah, like, and I think that's some. I think that's something we do well too. We always understand and kind of figure out when it's about to pivot, when mm-hmm. it's switching and stuff. I think that's something that we got a good feel for, yeah. uh, especially like with Instagram, just uh, figuring out what the algorithm is giving rewards for. Because a lot of people don't understand, like with Instagram. So with Instagram, you'll see new features, right? Like right now, they got reels. Like you'll see a lot of new features come on and people get so stuck in doing one type of content. They don't pivot whenever these new features start to uh, bubble up. So like whenever Reels started coming out, they were rewarding like crazy the, the amount of reach that you can get on the Reels. But even before that, like the IGTVs, like he was saying, we, we realized that they were rewarding crazy for IGTVs. So we started making all of our content over a minute so we can put it up as an IGTV and get more of that exposure, more of that reach. Um, mm-hmm. Then they switched it a little bit where it's like, oh, now we want you to do more swipes or do. So yeah. like we, we just try to we 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 figure out like what they what they doing and everything like and just go with the flow like right now right now they're not leveraging as likes as much like they want your uh, audience Shares to share save, it, to yeah. share it with their followers and they want yeah. it to to save so you'll get more reward like you'll get more exposure that way so just understanding and really paying attention to it there's even this other shit right now it's called guides um no i see nobody using it but i'm pretty sure if you start using that you can get some uh you can start taking advantage of I don't even too. know what that is bro what the hell is a guide either <laughs> <laughs> so like so you gonna go on Instagram, bro. I ain't seen I ain't seen hey. nobody use it yet. I'll be saying hey, this nigga got a secret Instagram over so, here. Yeah, <laughs> you click the uh you click the button and it's like right on the reels, bro. Like you click the plus button is the last thing under reels. I don't understand, I don't I don't understand what it is either, but uh-huh. it's like uh choose a guide topic. It says recommend places in your city and beyond products. Oh, you can recommend your favorite products and you can rec- yeah, like. So, oh, you're like, guiding them to like what you recommend or like to something. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I think that makes sense. I, I see what you mean. We got to yeah, so, try that out. So like, so like just whenever you see a new feature, try it out. See see what it does. Like, yeah. see if you, that might give you more exposure. There you go. That's great advice, man. I didn't even know about that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. No problem, well, shit. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, <laughs> shit. All right. I mean, y'all had how many episodes y'all at right now? How many 103 is Ooh, dropping. you just passed the hundred. Oh, I actually listened to the uh hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, congrats on that. That's that's a blessing. Appreciate dude. you, bro. That is that's huge. Uh so out of the hundred and three, which one was your favorite? So you probably have two different ones. Um, which one stood out to you? 
I'm a, I, I tell you which one was mine so far. I thought about that shit before. What's which that? Bro, this uh, that Andre Norman one. That that Andre oh, man, Norman that was pressure. Bro, Andre broke, hey. broke me down. Yeah. Bro, I, bro, he got it. Andre he he got it. y'all thinking. You was y'all was hella mad. Y'all was sitting here like, we need to change this whole shit, nigga. <laughs> But uh nah, like for real, real though, talk, like, though. And we've been in the lab since since, bro. Yeah, we, we move a different company than the rest of 2021. Yeah, like, like we, got, we got some pressure about yeah, to drop yeah. on you. Hey, bro. I appreciate but, y'all. I appreciate y'all uh, too because uh I got him coming up on the episode next week. So hey, turn, turn up, up yeah. my brother. Yeah. yeah, Andre, Andre is like hella, hella cool, man. Like real he's down a, to earth. Yeah, real down to earth. He's very That's real though, man. Like, love Andre. What what I'm trying to What's Think your favorite episode? What is my favorite episode, man? Man, for me, it's uh, it's either the one we did with Trap. Cause I really, I really fucked that episode. Like that was good energy. Um, yeah, that was a very Trap Terrell. Too. Either or Terrell? what? Hmm. What trap? Who? Wall Street Trap. Wall Street Trapper. Yeah, y'all interviewed him. I That's think like, I missed that one. That's dope. That yeah, was one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, he was, like, we, we we drove to New Orleans to go fuck with like Trout. Thirty seven. We we recorded Jeez. with him and the Downings that weekend. The Downings uh, are dope. Uh, shout, out, them. shout out to them too. Yeah, yeah. They 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 very dope. Shout uh, out to love, Anthony yeah, and Anton. Love them too. We're my brothers. You over here looking at the catalog. I am. Trying to yeah. <laughs> I gotta go back and listen to that that trap one. Yeah, it was it was a really good one, bro. It was a. It was one of our first in-person interviews where we just were able to sit down and like really like all together and uh just yeah. vibe with with a guest like and really just feel the energy and That's have a, a conversation. Um, but other than that, I'll probably say my next favorite. Uh, dang man, possibly I won with Trishawn. I really like that episode. That one was a good. I I guess I said some of my favorites. So these are unreleased. These are these will be dropping. The, the one with Terica. Uh, yeah, the, the one with Terica. I really did enjoy that episode. That one really moved me. Uh, we got our sister Terica Smith. She's a real estate developer out of Louisiana. Uh, I really liked that one. There was one we did with uh, with Hood Estates. Hood Estates was a really good episode too. Um, let me see. Also, uh, ooh, the one we did with Brandon Jones. That was a really great uh episode too. Uh, I did love that one. Young black millionaire out yeah. here in these streets, man. My boy B is crazy. You know B? Nah, but I think I heard that episode though. So yeah, man. B, B is crazy with it, bro. Ever since that episode, I think he he up like ridiculous from the pandemic. Like oh, crazy really? Nah, like shit. stupid crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah like, like crazy type. What's shit, uh man. what's it what's his uh social? B R E Invest. Yep, B R E Invest. We, talk, uh, we talking about another a nine figure black man. Yeah, he, he, he he about to he about to touch a he about to touch a B. Yeah, like through business, like you were talking Ooh, about it earlier. The I misguided forgot. podcast is about business. Like that's that's another great resource. That's one thing we love on BWR. We get to talk to so many different people and so many different businesses that yeah. can like just share yeah. practical advice. I got, I got one more episode, y'all. The one with my dude Byron Sellers. Yo. Byron Byron got my mind right too. That was one of our uh, earlier episodes. Man, Byron changed that, the that, that episode was so so powerful. Yeah. I after listening to that episode, I canceled my Apple my Apple Music subscription. I deleted yeah. all of music apps yeah. off my phone, like Pandora, right. all of them shits. Like, and I just went straight books, books and, and resources, man. Like. 
I just went head in. That's I even crazy. like got off of social media for a while. I was like, yo, bro, like I'm I'm in straight education go mode right now. Yeah, but we had he had to come back to social media. We needed help. Yeah, we needed that nigga. Come on. He's like, okay, buddy, you had your fun. Yeah. <laughs> facts, facts. Um, that's dope, bro. Damn, man. I, all right, I'm gonna definitely check out that one. Which one? Which one is that again? Oh, that's that's like episode 11. Yeah, episode 11 or 12. That's Building like, the championship culture with my brother Byron Sellers. Yeah, it's 11. Yep. Okay, cool. cool. I'm going to check that out then. Um, cool. Well, I want to know what uh, financial freedom looks like in your eyes. What does that mean to you? Hmm. So to me, financial freedom means the ability to go where I want, do what I want, do whatever I need to do, do whatever I, whenever I feel like doing. And I don't have to answer to nobody. I don't have to worry about nothing. Like, I ain't worried about the money. I ain't worried about nothing. I'm just able to do what I feel like needs to be done or what I want to do or what my family needs whenever, I, whenever I'm called upon. Because mm-hmm. you're not financially free if you, you sitting here and money is the problem whenever you got an issue that arises. That's that's like my thing. I don't ever want money to be the problem. That's whenever you're financially free. Yeah. They always yeah. say the more, the more he, he money damn near you get. Like, what were you going to say? No, I was just about to say he hit, he hit a dead on the head. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, what you was about to say, though? I was gonna say, you know, like the the big quote, like from Biggie, is "more money, more problems." Um, and, and there's actually a lot of controversy around that. That you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. you get more money, you you may have more friend problems, more family problems because people are asking you for money, but you're also not worried about how you're gonna pay your next med- medical bill. You're also not worried about how you're gonna pay the rent. Um, and that's kind of like a trade off of stress. I'd rather you know have that then mm-hmm. be worried and stuck on the street like i can't afford shit you know i can't afford to pay my pay poverty uh, don't feel good bro I, it don't, i've been bro. there poverty it yeah, does not feel good so like fuck that yeah you say more money more problems man fuck that you gonna have problems regardless you gonna have <laughs> that's what i'm saying you gonna have problems if you broke you gonna have problems if you rich yeah it's like, yeah because it it, it it doesn't work the opposite way it doesn't work less money less problems right so then just that quote doesn't yeah. make sense. Like it doesn't work. So yeah. Um, no, nah, I agree, man. To me, financial freedom is being able to not worry uh, what's coming next. Not worry when there is a uh, pandemic, you know what I mean? Situation type. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I fucks with yeah. that. Like for like, even with the, like, even like with the snowstorm shit that happened out here, like, if we wanted to just be like, you know what, I'm gonna get on the flight, go here, like, that's like, yeah. it's not a problem. Like, yeah, like, I don't have to worry about just how am I gonna make this happen if I don't have the money. I'd rather my my uh, problem be like, okay, who do I have to find to make this happen? Like, who, who's gonna be the right person to get this done for me rather than saying, yo, I don't have the money to pay for this shit. Facts, facts, yeah, yep, 100, 100. Okay, cool, cool. Well, there's a, a segment we like to do. It's called Hella Misguided Segment. Um, and it's pretty much the same question every time for the guests. Um, the question is, if you were to write yourself a letter at 18 years old, what kind of give me a summary on what that letter would look like? Because 
you know, a lot of us are like, damn, I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish someone would mentor me so that I could be in a better position today. Because if I knew what I knew when I was younger, I'd be a millionaire, a billionaire. You know, I'd be I'd be up there. So like what <laughs> what uh, what would you write yourself a letter? OK, so for myself, bro. The letter I write would be. All right, son, take the money from Southern University. <laughs> All right, son. <laughs> Go there. Take, get, get, they offered me a $100,000 scholarship, but I turned it down. It was like a USDA scholarship because I didn't want to do that shit. But I ain't uh-huh. realized, like, know what I know now? I'm not using my college degree at all, right? Yeah. So, like, hey, go there, do that, make money to go to school, and use your refund checks to invest in the stock market, like buy index ETFs and yeah. don't think too hard about it. You don't need to be a day trader. You don't. you don't need to do all this other stuff. You literally could, cause like I met a guy, he was, um, they, they were really trying to get me to go to Southern University. It's a HBCU in Louisiana and Baton Rouge. Um, the, a guy from my high school that had went through the program, he was telling me he's getting like, like $6,000 uh, uh, refund checks every semester. And he was using it to like help his friends buy books and buy shoes and shit like that. And it's like, damn, that's that's really good bread. Like, imagine six thousand dollars a year coming back in your pocket. That's twelve, my brother. I mean, twelve thousand dollars a year coming back in your pocket as a college student. That's crazy. Where you can make some shit shake. Like, yeah. you could really. And by no by living the time, expenses. honestly, by the time you're a junior, you can own a house in that area. Not for it all. That's a fact. Yeah. For for me. For my 18-year-old self, if writing now, I definitely tell myself, yo, don't party as much. Uh, <laughs> don't go into nursing right off the bat. Go into business and take that shit serious. Like, pay attention to that finance class that you was bullshitting in. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I would Stop also Stop looking myself, at that girl like, across the room. <laughs> nah, I ain't even gonna lie. It wasn't even like it was just so damn monotone yeah. and dry. I ain't gonna lie, bro. But he would, he would, I ain't gonna lie though. He shout, was like the dry eyes, man. He was, but shout out to him, Tudo, bro. Shout out to Professor Knight because he would always put us on game. And like, he's one of the people that really had me. He started talking about investing. I just didn't pay attention to it as much, but mm-hmm. he started talking about investing and he was one of the people who really had me pay attention to paperwork. Cause every day we had to walk in class and sign something. He was like, it was always something off on the, on the signing sheet. He's like, if you get it right, you don't have to come to class. And like, that's a hundred, a hundred points. But you know, you just read over it, glance over it. He was like, y'all fucking up. Like one day, one day was so played. It was like, the date was like March 15th. Uh, I think that I was in that class like 2015. So March 15th, but he had the date instead of 2015 is like 2012. And I was like, bro, if I could have just scratched that out, I didn't have to come to this class. <laughs> but his whole premise with that, his whole premise with that was like, always pay attention to your paperwork. Mm-hmm. Cause he gave us this story, like this man and this woman, they were married. They owned a farm and the husband got his wife to just sign something. He fucked out the house. He divorced her and like, he left like he left with everything Damn. like ran off on her ass so he was like i never want y'all to be in that situation so make sure you always read over what's going on oh he sounded like so a good teacher yeah yeah he just he monotone just had, had the, Mon- he, he, yeah he was just monotone yeah he was just okay. monotone. He was like clear eyes man yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was a, like i said he was a good teacher he was just monotone as hell so i would have definitely told myself to pay attention to that 
because he was talking about the stock market, talking about investing in all of that. Yeah. But I, I wasn't as receptive because I was in go mode. I was in party mode. I ain't gonna lie. I was a frat boy. Like <laughs> I was, I was turned up, y'all. Like I was lit. Um, oh man. And then I also would tell myself invest my refund checks as well. Like I would have definitely purchased me a property in that town before I would have graduated. Absolutely. I, I agree. I would have, I would have definitely purchased a property either in high school or uh, in, in college for sure, for sure. Um, if I knew what I, what I knew now. Um, nah, that's great advice, man. But you skipped over some dude. You said you was about to be a nurse. Oh, so I went to school for <laughs> nursing. Yeah. I, I did like, I did like two years of nursing. That's wild, bro. When, what, like, what made you like get off the nursing track, bro? Cause like, I was in class. Like, once again, I was partying, but yeah. it was like I didn't love the shit. I was just like, why am I even wow, doing this? I'm, you're doing like, it for the check. I, I could, Security. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. I was just doing it for a check, yeah. but I was like, I don't really fuck with this shit. <laughs> I could like, I could do the work, and I was one of the smartest people in class. Like. The chemistry, everybody was feeling chemistry. I had like a 97. And Ooh. I'm like, yo, bro, like, what the fuck? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't care about this shit. And then I think we had to do something with blood too one day. And I was just like, yo, I'm out. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I didn't want to stick somebody. I was like, ah, uh, nah. So then I, I switched it. to business and it was up, it was up from there. David, what'd you study? So I started off in uh engineering. I started off biomedical engineering, quickly found out that that one wasn't for me. Um, I was really, I was doing a lot on campus. So I was playing football. Uh, I was involved in a community organization known as United African American Men. Uh, that's what Jerry Kelly and myself, that's what we really bonded through. Okay. Uh, organization, community service org, kind of like a frat, but not a frat. Yeah. Um, shout out to you. Much love. And I started off in the engineering thing. I, my time was really just not going into it. I was trying to play football in college. That's like a, that's a job in itself. Bro, um trust me I and know, like bro. it just it just fell trust apart me. honestly that yeah. shit fell apart I, I was i got to like the middle of my sophomore year and like i went from being like the straight a kid in high school to like i think i was getting like high school this motherfucker was the straight a kid his life his whole <laughs> life <laughs> and, like i went to, I, I was an engineer and like getting d's and Sees and like yeah. struggling. I was like, man, this just this, this should just might not be it. Like, I'm not giving it the time and energy it needs. So I moved on to biology, something that was still in the like kind of the same wheelhouse as what I was in. Um, because I'd always been interested in sciences. Mm. At the time, I told myself, oh man, I'm just gonna be a doctor or some shit, you know. Like, I don't know what I want to do in my life. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna be a doctor or a PA or something. I forgot what I was telling myself at the time, but uh like I never really genuinely wanted to go down that route. I never really pursued it, honestly. I say like around that same time, my junior year of college um, is when I really realized that entrepreneurship was kind of my thing. Like I really, really enjoyed the the feeling of entrepreneurship. Um, I, I want to say like my senior year of college, I strongly considered switching my major to like mm -hmm. business. But then I was like, bro, I'm just going to be here long. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not going to help me do anything. It's just going to Keep me here longer. So it's like, okay, just graduate, do what you got to do, and you'll figure it out. Get it out the mud. I went get a job as an EMT uh, after hey. after college. Uh -huh. Did that for like a year, uh, and shit. Like shortly after BWR was off the ground, and we just been going at it. Yeah. 
That's dope, bro. Shit. I, lo- I love to hear that, man. For real, for real. Um, yeah, I-, I mean, you know, you always hear like the stories of like, uh, I found out I was like an entrepreneur when I was, you know, selling candy at school in, in elementary or-, or middle school, you know, that you always hear those stories. And like, I realized how much money I could get from like flipping and stuff like that. And um, it's good to hear like the different paths of like, for some people, it really doesn't it doesn't kick into effect until way later in life. Once you realize that that a lot of these things that that society has put in our head, nursing, nursing is a good job. It's secure, right? Engineering bio is amazing. Like the society puts these in our heads and, and kind of conforms us to, hey, this is what you should do. You should go to college, right? You should do this. Um, mm-hmm. But then it takes a long time for us to actually realize that that's not what we want. Maybe on paper is what we want, but not like here. You know what I mean? And I think it's super important to realize, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's important to you at the, at the moment. And it takes time, dude. Like, like I said, bro, like I, I kind of had a similar story. I was super invested in basketball. College basketball is my thing. I thought I was going to go overseas and play like shit. It was just so in, in, ingrained in my head that I couldn't see anything else. Refund checks. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I'm getting new basketball shoes. Nigga, I'm getting a new Kobe's that just dropped. Fuck Hell the stock yeah. market. I'm going overseas. Why do I need the stock market? You feel me? Um, and shit like that held me back. Like if I would have knew, oh man, fuck them, fuck them Kobe's RIP. But like, I'm going I'm to put this money, you know, invest in Nike, right? Like <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of wearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this shit, shit I wish I knew, but yeah, I, I totally agree with y'all, man um shit well what's the hardest part of uh starting a business for you the hardest part hardest part of starting a business mm. i ain't starting it just keeping that motherfucker going honestly if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> i think the hardest thing is uh is is hiring hiring and uh hiring and onboarding That's how many the how many thing. employees y'all got Four? so we got like employees and we got independent yeah, contractors we, that work yeah. with us too uh, we so. shuffled around some. I know at one point we had like eight people yeah. working for us, but we had to we had to cut that number down. That was too many. We had too many people doing like uh too many minuscule minuscule tasks. tasks. Like Smart and that, that's why I say it's one of the most difficult things because as we, whenever you start out as an entrepreneur, you know you so used to doing everything yourself. You're like, if I don't do it, it's not gonna get done right. Da, 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 da. Like coaching yourself out of that mindset and also putting yourself in a space where okay, now I'm not the person doing the work. I'm the coach of the person that's doing the work, but I don't mm. want to have to sit here and micromanage them. I want to hire somebody who can and, get shit done. Yeah, and that like, that, that's why I say that's probably the <laughs> hardest part. Yeah, yeah, like I want to I want to I want to be the quarterback, but I want to hand yeah. it to the running back and yeah. he's gonna score the damn touchdown. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that, that type of stuff. Um, I feel like that's definitely the hardest part to me. Because we've we've had challenges in that arena. Yeah, we, we had a lot of challenges in that arena. But I also think staying focused, like staying true to why you started businesses too. Mm-hmm. Um, because That's major. especially in this day and age, like it could be you can get caught Shiny up. Objects, yeah, you bro. can get caught up with what's going on so fast that you want to pivot and switch and do stuff like so sometimes like just staying true to what you're doing, making sure that you align with why you started it and that you keep it like that. And that's not just saying that, you know, being hard headed because sometimes you do have to pivot like with COVID. COVID 
forced a lot of people to pivot. It forced a lot of businesses to rethink the way that they're doing things. But um, just making sure that, you know, you're staying true to why you started and staying in your lane too. Just make sure that you in your lane, you're not crossing over, trying to do what this person doing, like do what you're doing, have your own little swag to it and really just find your target audience and just really appeal to them and cater to them. Bro, you mentioned something really important right there and I want to pinpoint, but you you, you mentioned um, kind of, uh, well, staying in your lane is super important as well, but uh, I think it's important to, how do, how do I put this? I think it's important to, um, to kind of uh, realize what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Staying in your lane and then also um, giving yourself room to grow by rethinking um, constantly. Because you mentioned that a lot of people, that COVID forced a lot of people to rethink about their business, right? Mm. That one moment forced a lot of people to either lose their business or their business went crazy, right? I think you should be rethinking your business fucking every day, right? Don't you, Mm -hmm. it should be like a process of you rethinking how can the business get better today instead of making natural disasters. I don't know if that's what COVID is, but a natural disaster and rethink the business for you. So I think that's super important to pinpoint. Mm. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I think that's very uh, important. And uh, another another episode we done with our dude, Adrian, he's like, you know, always be ready to align yourself with what's going to happen in the future. Um, so I definitely agree with you like that. Um, just making right. sure that you can pivot whenever you need to. Um, and that's called elasticity in business. Like you mm-hmm. have the ability to react quick and you can make certain adjustments very quickly. Um, you have to have that about you. And sometimes it's harder for a startup to have that elasticity versus a mature business like because, McDonald's. Yeah, like it, it'll be a little bit harder for McDonald's to really just make a, a huge shift because they got so many stores, so many employees, so many, so much things that's just like it's harder to make that shift right then and there versus whenever you're a small business just getting off the ground. Like you can make that shift. You can pivot really easy. Yeah. Facts, facts. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, well, shit, man. I, I wish we had like a lot more time to talk. We, we could definitely talk a lot. Um, you guys are dropping amazing gems. Um, I appreciate yeah, you yeah. guys coming up here. Um, the way we like to, to, rack, to wrap up the episode is with a, a segment called Guided Conclusions, right? And it's, it's normally uh, where I ask you a question and it could be like funny. It could be some hella corny or something, but it's just a funny way to end the, the episode and, and guide people um, to better understanding you more. Right. Um, but today I kind of want to, my question is for you is because you guys seem like very smart young men. I want to know, and I want you guys to share what books have helped you along the journey. Um, Mm. because like you, you said, Jalen, you put the, the music down and was like, I'm straight listening to books and podcasts and, and stuff like that. So I want to know what books, um, really helped you guys along the journey that, that may help the the audience. Yeah, I'll let you kick it off. I, I got three. All right. Three that I say. Oh, like, oh wait, wait, wait. You cannot, you cannot mention, and I know you want to, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, not on the list. Okay, uh, okay, good, point, good. I, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's a, like, it, it's a great introductory book, but it's a lot more past that. Rich Dad, Poor Dad should never be anybody's end-all, be-all. 
Like uh-huh. the the series is good, but it's a lot more out there. Yeah, a lot. Um, yeah, so lot. for me, I'd say uh, Think and Grow Rich, a black choice, was pretty integral for me just because what we do with Black Oil Renaissance, we're so big on representation. Um, it really like ironed in and like ingrained in me that it's very possible to do what we're talking about. It's very possible to get anything done. Look at all these people who had all these odds who are so much worse than you. And they turned it into like amazing, stupendous, ridiculous success. Like yep. that was a really a uh, a really great yep. one for me. Thinking Girl Richard Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. Um, I like this book Who Not How that I just picked up. Uh, Andre Norman put us on that yeah, one. Yeah, great. Book. I think that's definitely a game changer for anybody that's going into business. Uh, just approaching problems with a different a different uh question. We often get problems and we'd be like, how can I get this done? Which leads to us not actually doing the work and not actually getting things done the way we want to get them done. Absolutely. Um, instead of asking Absolutely. that question, how, asking who, because there's more times than not, instead of you going to spend the time to learn how to do something, you can find somebody that knows how to do it better than you, faster than you, or that can teach you how to do it better than you and faster than you. So that who, not how, that's a major one. And man, what's this last one? It's not four hour work week. Uh, I think I know what you want to say, but I don't. I'm not going to tell you because I'm trying. Cause to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, taking all the good books, man. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go, man. I'm about to go look at my. I'm about to go look at my, my library. Yeah, the Audible. Hit that Audible up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, they can grow rich. The original one was a, a big one. That was one of the first ones that really it helped me. It helped me with my mindset to really understanding about the things that it takes to actually make your your dreams and your goals reality. Um, just, you know, having faith, being persistent, not giving up whenever shit seems hard. Uh, so Think and Grow Rich was a good, was really uh, important for me. I also did uh, the E-Myth, the E-Myth. That, I, I knew exactly, that was the one. <laughs> <laughs> the E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. Uh, that was another great one. It helped us really with business, just understanding like the direction to go in and just understanding, you know, you need systems and how things can really be messed up and how to remove yourself from a lot of the processes. Mm. Uh, so that was a, a very big one. Shout out to my boy, Rich. Uh, for putting us on to that one. Real to rich. Um, I'm gonna check that one out. I have. You might as well say money master the game, man. Yeah, money, money master the ma- money master the game was a really good one. Also, I wasn't gonna say him, um, but money master the game. If you want to get your finances, like your financial acumen, and really understand like what's deeper out there, money master the game by Tony Robbins is another great one. But I ain't gonna lie, y'all, that book is big as shit. Like, yeah. It's just like 24 hours on Audible. That's because that nigga, could not, he could, he could so, always talk. Tony Robbins never shuts up. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like all the time. Uh, that one, Black Fortunes by Shamara Wills uh, was another great one because it kind of did the same thing like, like what David choice, uh, yeah. said with uh, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. It gave you the ability to see that Black people can amass wealth, that Black people... We're greater than just have a sport. Mass yeah. yeah, yeah, like from the beginning of the inception of this nation, they've been black people who built wealth. Yeah, uh, like so you learn about the story about like Black Wall Street and like the first six the, black millionaires yeah, after C. J. Walker. Um, what's the lady name? Uh, 
I, I ain't gonna on lie. the West Coast. I'm trying to remember. I know who name. you're talking I about. I wrote a whole article on her. Uh, but yeah, like it, it gave you that. And then I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna give you one more. So I, I know we was doing three. The last one that really, this one, I feel like this one hit me as a black man and just as a human. The autobiography of Malcolm X. Man. That book is very okay. powerful. Phenomenal. Like that book. Phenomenal. Yeah, that book was, ooh. So did y'all, like, did y'all see the um the one night in Miami movie? Yeah, I, I, did. I didn't see I it. Seen yet, it. Uh, but he talked about it in the book. It's pretty interesting. It was an interesting oh, okay. movie. Uh, I think it's like a whole thing going on right now with that though. Like they doing these movies where it's just like set in one day and yeah, like Black History type yeah. vibe. Like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I I, I kind of equate one night in Miami and Ma Rainey to like the same type of movie, but but uh, good stuff though. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I think yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, no, nah, I'm gonna definitely check that. Out. I ain't, I ain't read that. It's, yeah, it's on Audible. My list. It is on Audible, and Lawrence Fishburg is the narrator. That shit. Oh, that's fire! That's fire! I'm listening. Yeah, shit, press. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Hey, well, man, I appreciate you, brothers, uh, dropping in, man. This is this has been amazing. This is probably my favorite episode right here. Um, we definitely got to link up, man. When y'all, whenever y'all in Cali or whatever, we got to have that sit down. Uh, you we go out like, la- like last like night, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, turn up. Yeah, yeah bro. We're going to definitely have to pop out. Or if you come to Dallas, you know, hit us up, man. We out here, bro. Yeah. I, I ain't going to lie. I've been to Dallas hell of times um, for basketball and shit, but I used to hate going to Dallas, man. <laughs> yeah. I used to hate going to Dallas. I, I, I love on, Austin, man. though. We're going to have to meet in Austin. Hey, that's cool, Austin. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking with Austin. Yeah, yeah. Nah. I was gonna say you don't fuck with the D, son. Fuck nah, you, man. We gonna I, pull up in Austin, man. Nah, the, the, the D cool. The, the D cool. I just hate the. Uh, I hate the school, the University of Dallas. Ah, I got that you. little that little small ass school. Did yeah. They whip y'all ass a lot, bro. No, fuck. They were weak as shit. Uh, no, nah, we whipped they ass, but that's that's why. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Um, but yeah, uh, for sure, we'll definitely link up, man. I appreciate. Appreciate you guys. Go ahead and drop all your uh your social medias for everyone to, f- to follow you. For sure. You got to get to that meal. You as well, Jamar, <laughs> so This has definitely been a great episode, man. Have a good time chopping it up with you. For anybody that wants to follow me, my name is David Ballard. You can find me on all socials at David D. Goliath. On Instagram is David.The Goliath. And on Twitter is David D.A. underscore Goliath. Something like that. Uh, and if you want to tap in with what we're doing on Instagram, social media, you can follow us at Blackwood Renaissance and follow my other page at Blackwood Movement. Yeah. Uh, and for me, you can follow me on Instagram at I Transcendu. That is I T R A N. What you say? I got to change that. I'm about to change. You do. You do. Oh, have, you have to change that, Jalen. Because I be trying to search your shit. I be like, what the fuck is this nigga shit again? I transcend you. It's me on uh, Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Hefe underscore clap. Uh, clap is spelled with a K. Hefe clap is my Twitter. Or just search the ignorant entrepreneur. That's me on Twitter. Um. And yeah, like he said, just tap into us uh, with Black Off Renaissance on Instagram. Tap into our podcast too. Uh, we got an amazing show. Uh, tap into that. Uh, it's on all platforms. You can tap to it. Apple, Spotify, Pandora. We have. Uh, I think it froze. <laughs>
Hold on, can you hear? Yo, I think it froze. I know. I think it froze. It I did. It be doing that when when uh when I go over the time limit. Sometimes it's like Zoom be like, nah, nigga, get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it did that. It did that last week as well. We we good though, cause it, it'll just it'll, it uh it stays on the same Zoom chat and same recording thing. Okay, that's a bit. Uh, for sure. Uh, appreciate that, man. Um, so make sure make sure y'all follow them. I'm sure it's it's gonna be easy to find y'all page. Plus, y'all can just look at the Misguided Podcast, and, and we definitely uh have followed and retweeted some of your your shit. So, um, appreciate that, my brother. Yep, yep. Appreciate it, man. And I hope y'all have a good Sunday. Um, and and yeah, man. And make sure make sure you drink them hangover drinks. <laughs> go, hey, go, I'm go, good. Go, go, I got, I got water. I should back. Go, I'm go. good now. <laughs> nice, nice. Right. Hey, I appreciate you guys. This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. I'm sitting here with Jalen and David, David from the uh, Black Wealth Renaissance. And hey, appreciate that. Hey, appreciate you. Again. Appreciate you, my brother. I gotta get it, I'ma get it cause I'm on a mission My mama need gas and my brother need a vision Something to believe in, I'm forced to give it to him Cause I'm the only nigga in this corner and that's a problem I'm trying to keep him from prison and making the wrong decisions And so I hope that he listen to the bars that I'm spitting Cause what I'm saying is real, non-fiction I'm prolific, but not immaculate And since I rap about politics, my music don't move It's still picture it, you not illiterate, stop bickering It's cinematic how it moves when you look at it differently It's a perspective that you don't see in movies i'm making a difference and with the music that i'm making it's a lesson when you listen i'm the next contender and they talk on the net but when i come around they go tender that's foul you niggas out of bounds don't cross the line cause i don't play when you step out i was down but then i stepped up and so it goes cause now i'm down below but i was told to follow hashtag goals couple goals workout goals well now i feel alone they think i'm an average black man cause i smoke a black and mild oh well I'm that nigga, can't you tell? I'm fire when I blast through your system, Taco Bell. I've been watching my surroundings, roundings. Fake niggas can't come around me, round me. I've been moving a bit differently. I think differently, so don't get close to me. I've been watching my surroundings. Fake niggas can't come around me. I've been moving a bit differently. I think differently. You fucking up my energy. Stay away from me. You and me, we don't get along. So be gone, stay the fuck around me. You and me, we ain't the same. You a lame, you a cat, I'm a great dame. Trying to find my balance between this and that. But I can't even find the time to rap, it's a rap. It ain't Christmas, but it's time to hang the stocking up. So for those who bet on me, good luck. It's ironic, I'm trying to get back to my roots. But at the same time, come about the soul. Got me going backwards as I'm dead to my roots. I owe the credit to you, but who are you? It's me, don't you see? I'm trying to F like the letter before G. Sing with me. Labels want a piece. Since I'm all laying lame, they gon' try to pull your car, but they can't. But they, they gon' take the fall like Django when I switch the game. I ain't playing, I got people yelling my name. Yeah. Fuck the fame, I wanna build them with my name. And I'ma let the local artist spray paint. Yeah. I feel that pain, cause we just wanna sing. Lord, can you hear me? Can you? I lost my voice trying to hear me. I speak loudly. Copy that as 10 4 clearly. Did you hear me? Let me gather my thoughts. You ain't shit without your follow up box. You a thought? Who you kidding? I'm no Jason, but I'm killing when I'm in it. 
get close to me I've been watching my surroundings Fake niggas can't come around me I've been moving a bit differently I think differently, you fucking up my energy Stay away from me